let's praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, he's worthy. Come on, let's go ahead and just lift every hand lifted. Every hand lifted right now. Come on, everybody. Every hand lifted, every eye closed. Won't you just tell him you love him? Said always expecting. Won't you give him some loving worship tonight? God, you're worthy of all the praise. I know you work today. I know you're tired, but just love on him for a moment. God, you're worthy today, Jesus. Oh, worship you, Jesus. You're worthy, Lord, of all the praise. Oh, you're worthy, Jesus. Oh, you're worthy tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. The book of Luke 18. Chapter 18. Let's start with verse 35. <clears throat> and it came to pass that he was come nigh unto Jericho. A certain blind man sat by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth passeth by. And he cried, saying, Jesus. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And they that which before him rebuked him, that he should hold his peace, but he cried so much the more, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that shall do unto thee? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Receive thou sight, and thou faith have saved thee. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise unto God. Amen. Let's worship him. Amen. Before we're seated, Lord, thank you for opportunity to minister to your people in this pulpit. God, to edify the body of Christ. God, I want you to touch these people tonight. Open their eyes to understand what you're about to say. Open their hearts to receive your word, Lord. Touch them in the name of Jesus. Touch them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Won't you clap your hands as you're being seated? Amen. Thank you for coming to church tonight. Amen. Before I, <clears throat> my voice is still not good. Before I get into the word, I, I want to say something about the the prophetic realm and ministering in the gifts of the Spirit. And I'm going I'm to use an example from my own life uh, about a word of prophecy. Because a lot of prophecy is conditional. That you walk with God and things happen. I was, uh, I'm trying to remember what year it was. I, I went in business in 2009. I hadn't planned to go in business, but uh, evangelist ministered to me and he told me something and, and he said I, I see you doing the same thing that your boss is doing and so what I did that as a human being I took that and ran with it you know so I had it all figured out I think that was maybe 2008 something like 
I had it all figured out, and, I, and you know, it's, and this is the way people do when somebody ministers to them. This is not what you're supposed to do, though. Just the scripture before we read it says that the, the things, the crucifixion, crucifixion was hid from the apostles all this time. He kept telling them, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, but they couldn't get it. And so I remember when this word was spoken to me that uh, I had all these different angles, all these different scenarios, everything was, I had it all figured out, Brother Craig, you know. And then, then I remembered, I was thinking, well, then I end up quitting my job to go in business. So I actually felt like I took a step back. But see, we, when we get that prophetic word, we think that we're not going to have to do anything and we got it all figured out. But it, what, he, what he was telling me was, I couldn't see. I was seeing myself in an office working for another man that the whole time I was going to be working for myself. So the, pro, the, the prophetic word was greater than I thought it was. But we mess it all up by trying to figure it out. So if somebody ever ministers to you, whoever it is, it doesn't matter, your pastor or whoever, don't try to figure it out. Just keep serving and being faithful. Is that helpful tonight? And it will come to pass, I promise you. I don't want to give you my title yet. I will be in a, in a moment. I want to give you a little background on Jericho. Jericho has a lot of significant things that happened from when Joshua, we know Joshua, one of the first places he conquered when he came over to the promised land. And actually, the New Testament Jericho was a little west of there, but now it. it Jericho inhabits all the region of the old and the new city. But during Jesus' day, it was actually just a, a little bit down the road, maybe a mile, that Herod had rebuilt uh, Jericho. It was founded north of the Dead Sea in the well-watered valley that lies just west of the Jordan River. It had access to a good spring of water made in the city. They, they say it was, they called it the city of the palm trees. It was like living in an oasis. I guess it would be like going to Florida, maybe. I don't know. It'd be like a desert, but then you had this oasis of a, of a city. Jericho, it was also a, a place of the school of the prophets. A lot of history and a lot of things going on in Jericho. It, it allows God's people to enter the highly fortified town and destroy it in Joshua 2, 4, and 6. Jericho was ultimately given to the tribe of Benjamin as part of their inheritance. And even during 530 years later, during the reign of Ahab, uh, the prophecy came to pass that Joshua said, whoever rebuilds the city, that they would die. And this came to pass with Hiel's sons, they died. So there's a lot going on in this city. But I just want to take a moment tonight, and I want to focus on this blind man. More than likely, this blind man, some say it was Paul Barnabas. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was another blind man. But we could, let's just say that it was Barnabas, or maybe he didn't have a name. He had a name, but we don't know it. He had taken position on the main road where 
they said that it was 17 miles from Jerusalem, so there was a lot of trade and a lot of things going on in the main intersection. They said that Jericho was actually a rich city, and so there was a lot of beggars that were uh, around the city, and more likely they would go to where people were, were, were passing by and traveling by. The, the Talmud says that being blind is like being dead because you would be constantly walking around in darkness. And poverty in those days would lead you to begging and living in poverty. There were lots of beggars on this road to Jericho. He was probably led out to this spot or location every day. He said, probably, maybe on this day that I will make some money or somebody would help me. Location's very important. I said location's very important. I, I wonder, I hope I never have to find out how he felt. I hope I never lose my sight. Now, the doctor says that without my glasses, I'm legally blind, that I've never received a check. So when I, when I preach to people and I don't want to see their faces, I just take my glasses off. It's like preaching on the radio. You know, you can be in an oasis and not even know it because you're blind. We really realize, do we really realize how merciful Jesus is? I'm going somewhere, just hang on. We can have the greatest church in the world and not realize it. We can have the greatest friends in the world and not realize it. We can have the greatest move of God and not realize it. He sat by this robe but didn't really know the true oasis because his sight was gone. I wonder where his hope came from. Maybe it came from his faith. Who knows? There's not much hope when you're blind. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. But he was blind, but he could hear. Romans 10, 17 says, How shall they call on him who they have not heard? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But he said, but they all have not obeyed the gospel. For as I said, Lord, who hath believed a report. So then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Have they not heard? He said, yeah, that their sound went out unto all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world. So you could be blind, but you could hear the word of God. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by the elders obtained a good report through faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. In John 9, Jesus said, For I have come into this world, they that which see not might see, and they which see not, they might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees 
asked him, he said, are we blind also? He said, apparently you are because if you were blind, you would hear my words. In the New King James Version of this scripture, that's what I read on my iPad in the mornings in my Bible reading. This is what I want my title to be tonight. The King James says, and it came to pass, but the New King James says, then it happened. That's going to be my title tonight. The Bible says that he was come nigh unto Jericho, Jesus, in a certain blind man set by the wayside begging. And hearing the multitude pass by, he asked what it meant, and they told him, Jesus is passing by. And he cried, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. But the entourage rebuked him. This is the people that thought hanging out with Jesus was cool. As long as they didn't have to obey him. Like a lot of people in the church, hanging out with the church is cool as long as they don't have to be committed or do what they say. Hey, I'm coming with a word from the Holy Ghost tonight. They went forth and they tried to, tried to decide who would come to Jesus or who would talk to Jesus because, you know, they were self-righteous. They wanted to decide who, who was going to get their... Uh, Jesus to lay his hands on somebody the entourage you know what we really need tonight is unity unity will bring great revival because you don't need to stop someone else's miracle we don't need to be a hindrance to what God's doing. We need to be a help. We need to be a conduit. We need to be a flow for the Holy Ghost. When we come in here, we got our mind prepared that God is going to move. I will not be a hindrance. I'm not going to stop what God wants to do. I'm going to, I'm going to step up. I'm going to be a ladder. I'm going to let somebody climb on me. I'm going to get them where they need to go tonight. I want them to get touched by God. I'm not going to be a hindrance to them getting to Jesus. I'm not going to rebuke somebody because uh, I'm going to obey what the Word of God. Uh, I'm going to push them forward. And they went before and rebuked him that he should hold his peace, but he cried even so much more, Thou Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he said, well, What do you want me to do for you? And he said, uh, I want you to receive my sight. And when the people saw it, they gave praise unto God. I wonder what would happen if he would have decided to stay home that day. I wonder if he, if he would have started, I said, oh, I'm not going to church tonight. It's just Wednesday night. Boy, sure is quiet. I'm preaching on the radio. Hallelujah. Let me pull my glasses off. I can't see you. You can make a frown. Well, I, I don't need to go to prayer meeting because 
God has strategic locations that he puts people in churches. Because the Bible says we're passing from glory to glory. I'm not going to church tonight. I'm not going to prayer meeting. I'm not going to connect group. We don't need to let our job or people or unbelief stop us from our moment. Because Jesus is, is, is fist to pass by Jericho and there's a blind man and he needs to be healed. And, and this blind man, he probably showed up every day wanting something from somebody. He was in a strategic location. See, you got to keep showing up. Well, I think I'll visit another church now. I think I'll, I'll go to another street today. I, I won't go on the main road today. I, I, I'm going to go over here today. No, you got to keep showing up where you're at because uh, God. You got to keep showing up and worshiping. You got to keep showing up praying. You got to. I'm not worried about what everybody else is doing. God didn't tell me to be an FBI agent. He told me to be a worshiper. He said he's looking for somebody to worship him in spirit and truth. He, he's looking to see if I'm going to be at my location tonight. If I'm going to be on my pew standing on my feet worshiping God. If I'm going to be at my pew. Am I going to be going to the altar place? Because uh, there is times and places and appointments uh, that God brings divine visitation to people. He said, but know this, that if the good men of the house had known and what watched the thief would come, he would have watched and would have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be also ready for in such hours he think not the Son of Man is coming. He then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord had made ruler over his household to give him meat in due season. Or you could say a visitation in due season. Blessed is the servant. Whom is Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing, uh, showing up. Uh, verily I say unto you, he shall make him ruler over all his goods. Uh, but that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, uh, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, uh, and eat and drink with the drunken. Uh, I want to tell somebody, don't let the delay kill you. Don't let the delay, don't let your delay kill you. Uh, 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 Barnabas, get up and go again. Uh, go to that location again. Uh, and keep begging because uh, there is a God that's supposed to walk across your path. Uh, he's traveling from Jerusalem. He's on the main road uh, where everybody else travels. Uh, 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 I need somebody to lead me out there. I'm blind, uh, but I can hear. Uh, I need somebody to take me to my spot. Uh, I want a prime location uh, because when the master passes by, it's going to be a divine interruption in my life. The day that you stay home, the service that you miss, the revival you miss may be the service that was designed for you uh, that was going to give you your miracle. Hey, God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, he was going to heal your body. Uh, he was going to send a word to you. Uh, you got to keep showing up. Uh, you got to keep going. Uh, get out there, Barnabas, uh, because the day is your miracle.
the darkness get you, Barnabas. I know you're blind, and when you're blind, it's dark everywhere. Amen. I know it's dark in the world. It may be dark right now where you're at, but you got to keep going where the light is. You got to keep going where the church is. You got to keep going to the prayer meeting. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. And don't let the destroyer get you. How do you do that? You keep worshiping. You keep praying. You keep going. You keep showing up. You keep going to your knees. You keep giving. You keep doing what's right when it doesn't feel right. You keep going. You keep worshiping. You keep praying. You keep going to the altar when nobody, when everybody's, oh, it's dark. Oh, I'm going where the light is tonight. I'm going to hear a word from the Lord. I want a divine visitation from the Holy Ghost. Don't let the destroyer get you. Jesus looked down at Jerusalem and said, Oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thou children together as a hen to gather her broad under her wings as she would not? He said, Behold, your house is left in you desolate. And verily I say unto you, you shall not see me until the time cometh when you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. See, God, I, I know this. And I teach this in some churches that, that pray. Uh, uh, Sister Wendell told me this. I spent hours with her. There was a missionary in Ethiopia. I may have told you before. And Mark shoots. It's in the Baltics. They, they strategically send people out to pray over their cities, the north, the south, in the east, in the west. And all throughout history, there's been divine moments that God has visited churches and communities and individuals. Don't ever, hey, I, I got a word from the Holy Ghost tonight. God's getting ready. He is in the middle of a divine visitation for this church and for individuals. But if you're not here, you're going to miss it. The church is in revival. I was, I had people prophesy over me about, I went up in 1996, I bought a brand new mobile home and, and I had been married about four years and then Bailey was born in 97 and then, and then Kylie was born in 2006 and then we had a dog and so we kind of outgrew the mobile home so my prayer room got taken away, and so I was, I was praying out on the porch. Had a 28 by 52 porch on the end of the mobile home. And, and so that's where I'd pray, and I'd sit out there in the mornings and evening, cold, hot, didn't care. I said, Lord, I, I need a house. I need somewhere to pray. I said, Lord, if you'll if you give me somewhere to pray, I always pray. Lord, I'm out here. I even screened it in, you know, help a little bit. Kind of like the tent the other night. You get in the tent, it was a little bit warm, but you walk outside of that tent, it was cold. That's kind of what it was like in my porch, you know. You, you could get by. And so I was like, Lord, I, I, need, I need, we need a house. We're, we've outgrown this. And, then, and so it, I had about three or four people prophesy to me. I see this beautiful house, you know. I was thinking, man, I wish God would show it to me because I don't see it. Where's it at? I tried to buy land. I tried to, I tried to uh, buy a house. Nothing, nothing. Nobody's doing nothing. But one day I was coming home. And right around the corner on the main road was this beautiful brick home, has four acres. 
the nicest house in the neighborhood. You know, God always does more than you think. Yeah, I'm getting mad. My voice is not good. And one day I was driving by this house, just like any other day, a million times, like you do when you go home. And I look over there, and then it's like something happened. I really saw the house for the first time. And then my wife comes home. I don't know if it was the same day. And she says, you know what? I really never noticed, but I just noticed that home over there. And then about a week later, there was a for sale sign in it. And after five years, then it happened. It was the nicest place in the neighborhood with four acres, 3,400 square feet. Beautiful place. But then after waiting and waiting and waiting, then it happened. I was, I was telling Brother Austin and Brother Zach uh, last night and night before I was I was just reading this passage a couple of nights ago and our other morning and I was reading the New King James and, it, and, then, and then it happened and I was like, I felt the Holy Ghost trying to speak to me. I didn't know what he, I was like, what am I going to do with this? I'm not Brother Vasquez. He can build a message out of anything. I just struggled to get by. And, and, and I'm, I'm like, what do I do with this? So later on the day, I flip on, and I'm, I'm studying Spanish. I'm doing a, a chapter out of one of my books. I'm writing sentences, so I'm just I'm looking for some preaching to listen to on my MacBook, and, and I, I see a message of an evangelist, so I click on it. I'm not really even listening to it. I'm hearing it, but I'm not really paying attention to it. And so I, know I left to go somewhere. I just closed it. I never go back to the same message most of the time. So I, I said, well, I'm, I'm going to bed early tonight. Because when I'm at home, I go to bed about 8, 30, 9 o'clock. And so with my wife's mother dying, we were up late every night. And then tip everybody, well, I ain't been to bed early. So I said, well, I'm just going to go to my bed. And I'm going to get on my MacBook and look at Facebook Market or look at the sports scores, do something, you know, just relax. And uh, I open my computer up. That message is still on it. And as I'm listening to it, I begin to cry and weep, and the Lord begins to speak to me through that message about what he was trying to tell me. Because this evangelist goes on, and, and I'm not taking any of his stories, but he talks about wherever he went, God would send this angel with him, and this angel would look like a little elderly man. But everybody would see him with him. And he said everywhere he went, there was a divine visitation. And I began at 10 o'clock, I began, just began to cry and weep because the Lord wanted me to tell somebody. And then it happened. See, pettiness will stop you. Pettiness will stop you from your, and then it will happen. It will delay your moment with God see this is bigger than one person the world is desperate for a genuine encounter with God we need to be filled with him that he spills out of us not only 
when we preach, but also when we are outside of the church. We owe this world an encounter with God. And, and, and they were assembled together in the book of Acts, and he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem until they be filled with the promise of the Father. And they went up there. There was 500 of them, but only 120 had, and then it happened. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, it was fully come. There was a time and a place of divine visitation. And you got to realize that today, what God has promised you, it will happen. If you stay faithful. Where did the other 380 go. They didn't get there then it happened. But with those that were in the upper room that day, the Holy Ghost came in like a rushing mighty wind. And I'm going to tell you in this alternate moment we're going to have a divine visitation from the Holy Ghost. Somebody's going to get a miracle. You're then it happens about to happen. What if, what if they decided to stay home? 380 of them did. He said, 10 days, go tarry, wait, wait, because the promise is coming. I'm talking to somebody now, your promise is coming. Your then and happen moment is coming. In Luke 18, he said uh, that men ought to always pray and not faint. He said he would revenge. He said he would revenge. Come here, Brother Craig. Sister Ashley. Tabby. I'm getting ready to close. Come on, Brother Ethan. You remember that? Yeah. I don't know what all he was into, but he, he puts it on Facebook, so I'm just going to use it for an example. I was a drug addict. Didn't happen. Look at him now. Come on, get on your feet. Get on your feet. Hey, Sister Ashley, now I went to the prison with her. I'm not going to put my arm around you. <laughs> you know her testimony, but then one day, did it. Abby, here she is. One day, I was lost. My life was messed up. And then I had an upper room experience. Then it happened. I was healed. 
I was addicted, but then it happened. I was set free. I had all my sins with me, but then it happened and I went in the water in baptism in Jesus' name. I need some more people up here that's had a then it happened moment. I didn't have no money, but then it happened. He provided. I didn't know how I was going to make it. Then it happened. I was a drug addict. And then it happened. I was an alcoholic. And then it happened. I was filled with the Holy Ghost. I was filled with deliverance. I'm not a drunk anymore because it happened. I'm not a drug addict anymore because it happened. I was lost, but it happened. And now I'm saved. Come on, everybody with their hands raised up. This is to be a move of the Holy Ghost. God, I'll loose your spirit in this place right now for divine visitation. I was being faithful. Come on, Barnabas. Go back out there on the road one more time. Lift your hands one more time. Pray one more time. I was addicted to pornography, but then it happened. I wanted a husband, but I didn't have one, but then it happened. I wanted a wife. I didn't have one, but then it happened. I wanted an upper room experience, and then it happened. Come on, I need you to worship right now. Come on, I need you to push through. I know it's Wednesday night. Come on, the Holy Ghost wants to work right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be loose right now from every infirmity. Be loose right now. Come on, are you ready? Are you ready? Every hand in the air. Are you ready? Come on, raise your hands. God, you see your people. Let there be a divine visitation. Sweep over this place. Come on. Come on, if you need something from the Holy Ghost, now is the moment. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's it. Come on. Come on, God's going to visit this church. God's going to visit this community. Come on, let's get in unity, church. Let's not have no pettiness, no squabbling. We need to move on the Holy Ghost. Come on, Barnabas. Come on, Barnabas. Come on, go back. Go back to your spot. Come back to the altar one more time. Come back to the altar one more time. Yeah, 
Touch our body in the name of Jesus Christ. Touch our body in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Come on, church. God's wanting to do something. Don't stop your worship. Hallelujah. 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 church family. Come on, church. I know it's Wednesday night, but push through. Come on. Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Come on. You don't know how blessed you are. You don't know how beautiful Jericho is. You don't know what oasis you're walking in when you walk into this altar today. You don't know how blessed you are to feel the presence of God. You don't know how blessed you are to hear the word of God. You don't know how blessed you are to have a divine visitation from the Holy Ghost. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Come on, there's a few of you praying. I want everybody praying. Come on. Come on, push through right now. Come on, you may not need it, but somebody else needs it. They need their dinner happy moment. I'm going to show up, God. I'm going to be faithful, God. I'm going to keep coming to the altar, God. I'm going to keep raising my hands, God. I'm going to keep raising my hands, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I need some brothers over here. I need a visitation of the Holy Ghost. Loose. Loose him, loose him. One more time, one more time, one more time I raise my hands, God, and you touch my body. One more time I raise my hands and you fill me with the Spirit. One more time I surrender to you. One more time, God, I came to you, and I want to bounce at the river water flowing out of me. One more time, I brought my hurts to you. One more time, I brought my fear to you. One more time, I brought my depression to you. You brought deliverance, God. Happen. 
there's somebody here you need to be baptized in Jesus name and God's going to give you a moment come on you can't hide from the Holy Ghost (laughs) come on there's somebody you need to be baptized tonight in water in the name of Jesus This is the only thing that's going to break you free. Come on, church. Can we just pray for a moment? Everybody praying. Holy Ghost. Oh, Oh, it's so you get this burden that I'm feeling for somebody. Come on, somebody was just about to give in, but the Lord said you're going to have a divine visitation. You're going to have a divine visitation. Divine visitation. The delay is not going to give me God. (laughs) 